Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Bernice Bennett, and my special guest today is Sylvia Hazel Hunter. And Sylvia will discuss negotiating the new normal with your elementary age child. Sylvia Hazel Hunter attended Hampton University in Hampton, Virginia, and graduated with a Bachelor of Science degree in elementary and early childhood education and a Master of Education degree in school counseling from the College of William and Mary. She taught elementary school for eight years before becoming the first elementary school counselor in Newport News Schools in 1988. She also co-authored two handbooks on elementary school counseling for the Newport News Public Schools. So I am so happy to bring her on today, and so let me just give a warm welcome to Sylvia Hazel Hunter. Welcome, Sylvia. Thank you so much, Bernice, for having me. I'm really excited to talk to everybody. So today I'm going to talk about negotiating the new normal. Yes, and Sylvia, Mm -hmm. you know, given what's happening with the pandemic, what are some signs of anxiety in children, and what can we do as a parent or a grandparent to help them? Well, there is just so much to do and so much to that we can do to help children. First of all, this term, negotiating the new normal, did not even exist three or four months ago. And exactly what is this and how can we help our children? First of all, does your child even know and understand what this COVID-19 virus is? It is so important to give your son and daughter accurate, concise information that's on their level. You can say something such as, there is a virus that's going around that can make people sick. Everyone has to do their part to keep this virus from spreading to other people. That's why we wash our hands more. We now have social distancing which means we do not go near people that do not live with us. We have to stay at least two arm lengths away from other people to be safe. If everyone does their part, then this virus will go away. We're not sure how long that will be, but we're going to take this one day at a time and focus on the positives. We're going to focus what we can do. This is what we can do. We can go outside for walks and bike rides and play. We can go for a drive in our car and wave at our family and friends. 
We can play games as a family. We can talk to our neighbors, but only if they're in their yards and we are in our yards, we can be safe. We can FaceTime our family and grandparents and aunts and uncles and cousins and friends, and we can also text them and play video games with them. But parents, be sure to limit or monitor what your child is watching on TV and how they're getting their news, especially your older children who are about 9 or 10 years old. Let your children know that doctors and scientists are working very hard to protect us from getting sick and allow your child time to ask questions and then provide them with concise and to-the-point answers. Be as honest as possible without creating any anxiety and fears. And remember that they get their cues from you. Monitor your older children and see what they're watching on social media. Always be aware, for sometimes children are exposed to information on social media that is not appropriate for them or they are just not emotionally ready to handle. That's something that's really, really critical for parents to understand. And if your child is experiencing some anxiety, then understand that's normal. Your son or daughter might be a little more clingy, or they may have a higher than normal level of energy. Your child may have trouble sleeping, or they may cry over things that did not upset them in the past. You might see your child feeling angry or afraid and not knowing what in the world to do with all of these feelings. Remember, parents, and remember this, this is so critical. We want our children to be healthy emotionally, too. Everyone's focusing on academics, which is very critical, but we want our children to be healthy emotionally, too. You can help your child in so many ways. First of all, remember children need love. And they need to feel safe, especially now. They may need that extra hug or kiss or cuddle with mom or dad. Take the extra time to give them what they need from you. Teach them that their feelings are neither right nor wrong or good or bad. It's just they just are. If your child is angry or sad or afraid, it's okay. Who really feels happy all the time? Nobody does. Telling your son or daughter not to be angry or to just calm down. That doesn't make it better. It makes it worse. It is best to help them with those feelings that they have by mostly listening and acknowledging how they are feeling. Give them some time and attention. And you can say something such as, I know this is so hard that you can't play with your friends or go to school, and I know you're really upset, and I know you're sad. Then teach your child how to help themselves with those feelings. You can say something such as, When you're feeling angry or sad, there are things that you can do to help yourself feel better. Remember, the situation is temporary. It will go away. There are some things that you can do now to help yourself feel a little bit better. First of all, it is important to take slow, deep breaths to calm your body down when you are upset. This is just like drinking water when you're thirsty or eating a snack when you're hungry. You take a deep breath like you're smelling something that you like to smell, like cookies baking in the oven or the smell of a nice flower. So you breathe in through your nose and you hold it for the count of four, one, two, three, four, and then you breathe out like you're blowing out a candle. You can practice this with your children. And then you can tell them you can count to 10, you can count to 20, You can do self-talk, which is simply talking to yourself. And you tell yourself, it's going to be okay. This is okay. 
And then you tell them to think of something they can do to help themselves feel better. Maybe they'd like to draw or run around or play with a toy or talk to your pet or read or write or play a game or a video game or watch TV or listen to music or eat a snack or maybe just do nothing. All feelings are normal and okay, but remember, not all behavior is okay. So it's okay to feel angry, but it's not okay to hit your sister or to yell at your parents, but your feelings are always okay, and you always do something that will help you feel better. Also, some children may not sleep well or want to eat much. Some children may have temper tantrums or have troubles concentrating or be in a bad mood. Some children may even cry or have psychosomatic complaints like headaches and stomach aches. Be aware if this is a temporary situation or if it's lasting for an extended period of time. Having the blues in the situation is normal. We all have had it and we all maybe still have it. But having these feelings for an extended period of time without times of feeling better may need a call to your child's pediatrician or another mental health professional. And focusing on the positive, stress with your son or daughter what you can control because it could be the loss of control that is causing stress in your child. And to be honest, it's a loss of control that's causing stress in everyone. Give your children structure which provides stability. Give them some limited choices daily like what do you want to wear today or what do you want for breakfast and Every day, make goals of what they can accomplish for the day. Maybe they will read a couple of chapters in their book and do math and write in their journal and get some exercise. This is a perfect time for your child to keep a journal of what they're doing during this new normal. And think about what a wonderful historical log this will be. Even if you have a six-year-old and they just draw a picture and write one sentence, think about what an invaluable keepsake of living history this is. And as a family, you could put together a time capsule that you can open in the next 5 or 10 years or 15 years. Everyone can put in one item that will remind them of this time. Maybe it's a clipping from the newspaper or a copy of the headlines from a social media post. You can add a picture of everyone and maybe handprint. Put the names and ages of everyone in the house, including the pets and how tall the children are. You can put everything in a box the family has decorated, tape it shut put in a safe place, and then agree at a certain time to open it. And look what you have. You have your very own family history. That would just be a wonderful keepsake. And in planning your child's day, think about doing the harder work in the morning, reading in the math, and then save the afternoons or late mornings for the fun side for a walk or making a musical instrument or doing a science project. There's so many things you can just do. And ask your child, what are you interested in learning? Let them lead the way sometimes. You could plant seeds and chart their growth, which is about the time of year that this typically happens in a lot of schools. You can stargaze at night and find the Big Dipper or draw the faces of the moon. You can take a virtual tour of a museum or even a museum in another country. You can even learn another language. You can help your child plan a menu for dinner, and then they can cook with you. You can explore with your child what career they would choose. And a great website for career exploration for children over the age of five is www.vacareerview.com. It's very easy to navigate. There are career games. There are activities. 
and there's even information for parents to use. So there's so many fun things you can do. You could even have a family kindness jar. You can brainstorm different ways to show kindness to others, like make your brother or sister's bed or write a note to a neighbor and leave it at their door or buy snacks for the people who work at hospitals or donate extra canned goods to the food bank or old towels to an animal shelter or just fun things like that. And then also remember this, and this is so important, children work out their problems through play. So give your child opportunities to just play. John Piaget, a famous child development psychologist, said, play is the work of childhood. And everyone knows Mr. Rogers, and he says, play is often talked about as if it were a relief from serious learning. But for children, play is serious learning. Let your kiddos play with kinetic sand or Play-Doh or blow bubbles or draw or paint or color. And they can make a stress ball using a deflated balloon and put either rice or dried beans in it. You fill the balloon until it's about the size of your child's hand, and then you help them tie it, and you have a stress ball. Or let your child pretend to be a superhero, and they can use a towel for a cape and pretend they're saving us all from this bad virus. You can encourage your child to play with their stuffed animals or dolls or action figures and teach them how to play checkers or cards or kick a soccer ball or throw a baseball. They can make puppets out of old socks or a paper bag and put on a puppet show. Be creative. Your child will love the time. They can play by themselves with their siblings or just with you. And if you're working from home, and I know a lot of parents are, you you need to have a conference call or finish some work. Tell your children that you have to do work as well. They can do their work beside you, or maybe it's a perfect opportunity for your child to have some quiet time, which means time away from you, and that's okay. They can be in their room. They can read a book. They can play a game by themselves. They can watch TV. Uh, But the rule is they can't disturb you, and they just kind of need to be in their own area. And after you're finished with what you're doing, then you can have time together. It's kind of the what I call the when-then rule. When I have finished with my call, then we can read a story. And in this new normal of homeschooling, parents, remember, be forgiving of yourselves and be flexible. Not many people really know how to homeschool their child. Teachers are having a hard time, too. If parenting plus teaching means feels too heavy, then just forget about it and maybe just don't do that at that time. And it's okay. Just do something else. It will be fine. This is the time to love your children. Remember, parents, it's okay because no one really knows how to do this new normal of ours. So give yourself a break. It's okay. And also give yourself a little me time away from your child. It's okay. Take a bubble bath. Talk to a friend. Do a Zoom conference with your bestie. Spend some time with your spouse or just go for a walk. Be also sure that you are taking care of yourself and eating and getting some exercise because you can't pour from an empty cup. So take care of yourself too. And this isn't selfish. It's necessary in order to be there for your family because when you're on an airplane and the flight attendant is giving instructions on what to do in case of an emergency and the oxygen mask drops down, the instructions are to place the mask on yourself first then help your child. So if you do not help yourself, then you are no help to others. So parents, the one phrase I want you to remember is, it is okay. 
We have never experienced a pandemic before, so we have no prior knowledge in how to cope with this new situation that we all find ourselves in. So it's okay to make mistakes. After all, we're human. Give yourself a break. It's okay. Everything will work out. Be forgiving. It's okay to ask for help with your child's schoolwork because you do not know how in the world to explain subtracting fractions with unlike denominators to your fifth grader. Because really, what parent knows how to explain all that? And how many times does it come up in real life? Unless you're a fourth or fifth or sixth grade teacher, probably not at all, so it's okay. Just remember, show your child lots of love, be patient, be understanding. This is a challenging time for everybody, and it's okay. It's okay. I just love everything that you just shared with us. I mean, this, thinking about a time capsule, I mean, that's something that, I mean, you have a lot of genealogists listening. How many have okay. even thought of putting together a time capsule? And here you are telling mm-hmm. us, why not put together a time capsule? Not to mention journaling and the keepsake. But as you mm-hmm. said, it's okay. You know, okay. take that slow, deep breath. And the self-talk, you don't know how many notes that I've taken just based upon what you shared with us today. And so, Sylvia, I just want to thank you so much. And if you have any other parting words for us, you're welcome to share them now, and we'll close out the show. Okay. I do have a few parting words. Just remember, enjoy your family. Listen to your children. Give them unconditional love and support. Stay connected with your friends. Breathe. There are lots of apps, by the way, on breathing and mindfulness, and it's just really good to practice. Be forgiving. Do something just for yourself every day. And most importantly, remember that if you didn't finish something today, it can be done tomorrow. There is a tomorrow, there will be a tomorrow, and the one thing that we all have is time. And remember, it's okay not to be okay all the time. Well, thank you so much for joining us and and giving us these very encouraging tips and encouraging words. And everyone else, I look forward to you joining me tomorrow. Have a good evening. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Bernice. Bye-bye.